Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Chris and Andre Show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Chris and Andre Show. As always, we are your loyal hosts. My name is Chris. And I'm Andre. Thanks for joining us today. Hells yeah. Uh, I messaged Andre earlier today and was like, any thoughts on what you want to talk about today? His response was... Is it Kanye and Herschel Walker trumps all? And I'm like, yep. trumps all what? And then yeah, I realized she... he didn't mean like capital T Trump. He meant lowercase <laughs> Trump. Uh, so that's what we're going to be talking about today. There's been some exciting-ish, interesting, let's call it, uh, entertaining developments in the Herschel Walker candidacy for Georgia's Senate seat against Democrat Raphael Warnock. And then we have uh, Kanye West out here trying to out Kanye himself, um, which is pretty impressive, I guess, in a way. I mean, he's not even Kanye anymore. Right now, he's like... Yay. He's yay. Why? But now it's like, why is he why? It's like, I don't even think he's yay anymore. I, I don't really... I'll, I don't care. Before we get into it, make sure to subscribe to our channel and hit that notification bell so you never miss a thing we post. We'll see you on the other side. Well, where would you like to start, Kanye or Herschel Walker? Let's start with Kanye. Um, All right. Yeah. Uh, there, there's two parts on the the Breakfast Club. I want to say it was yesterday's episode. Charlemagne the God made an interesting point that said, uh, you know, maybe there's a clip. I don't know. Wink, wink. Um, that like Kanye is one of the people that's and celebrity that needs the most white validation. There's not too many people in the world who openly seek white validation like Kanye West. Kanye West loves white validation. He longs for it. And it amazes me that folks let what they already know make them mad. And I'll say this till I'm dark blue in the face, okay? Nobody openly seeks white validation like Kanye That's West. That's your guy! And, 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 I, and I've told him this directly. Right, and I believe that, but the part that throws me off the most with Kanye, he, he, and I've said it before, he's a shitty dad. Uh, the things he's doing, like outside of whether I agree with it politically or socially, as a as a dad, I just can't get behind that. That's my major criticism. Um, the the White Lives Matter thing doesn't necessarily bother me because I don't, I don't really rock with Kanye like that, Yeah. but the way he is selling himself out in front of his kids, like they're going to have to live with that later on down the line. So, yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, this is one of those things. I, I think I saw it on Twitter first and I was just kind of like, uh, <laughs> I, I I mean I knew we hadn't fully moved past like the relevancy of Kanye West um, that there would be a point where he would come back up again and I don't know I just stopped caring about whatever it is that he's doing probably around the time that he said George Bush doesn't care about black people George Bush doesn't care about black people. 
And that's not not even to say that like he was necessarily wrong based on what was going on with you know following Hurricane Katrina there in New Orleans, but right. it was just kind of like wrong time. <laughs> like, I never really cared, uh, to be honest well, with you. I, and part of it's because I should say, like, I never cared part, necessarily what was going on with Kanye, but I paid attention to it. If that makes sense, like, I listened to his music more up up until that point, and that was where I feel right. like it just I was kind of like, oh, all right. No, I take it back. Really, for me, it was when I saw him live. I was going to say that. I was going to push back and say, but didn't you tell me? And you've told me twice now. Yeah. Maybe three times that you went to his at show. UNCW. At UNCW's UNCW, homecoming. How was... they got Kanye West to show up there, I have no idea. Um, but he essentially used it as a rehearsal for his tour that he was getting ready to go on, and it was one of the worst shows, like live shows, that I've ever been to. I, I like his music, some of it or most of it that I've. Well, depending on whatever, whenever. And wherever I stopped listening yeah. to his music, I watched the, um, the the Kanye documentary on Netflix. One of my sons kind of encouraged me to do that. And it was great up until episode three um, because I think he he really believes his own press. And, I, and I, it's just a very unattractive uh, endeavor for me. I, I will go on record again saying that I don't really care much about celebrities' personal lives, yeah. basically. Um it's irrelevant to me. I don't care about their politics. It's irrelevant to me. But I I will go on record saying that as a dad, like the things you do, your kids, you're going to have to answer for to your kids. And they have to live with that, that quote unquote legacy. And to have such a big audience and the, the I guess the word is platform and to make that road a little bit challenging is it should be unbearable look back at uh, think of michael jackson and his two kids although they've done a pretty good job as of recent of of being off the radar which is good god bless them yeah. for that um I, I never want to do things to put my kids in a you know to have to have to respond not answer for anything i do but to have to respond for it and uh, I, I think that that's unfair. Yeah, um, I would but, agree. You know, and I think that's that's certainly been one of the more disturbing elements of what's been going on with Kanye lately. You know, like um, right. All of the political stuff aside, when it became this public feud between him and Kim over the kids and what was going on there, it's like. This is all stuff that your kids are going to have access to as they get older. You know, this isn't this isn't even like, oh, they're going to hear it from their mom. You know, like what often happens in a lot of divorces where there's nasty stuff that happens back and forth between the divorced parents. And you hope during those times that you can kind of protect your kids from some of the nastier stuff. It doesn't always go that way. Sometimes one parent is kind of feeding that, you know, and like is more than happy to talk about that stuff. Even some of it that may not be, you know, that's obviously 
tainted from their perspective. It's not appropriate. And it's, and it's yeah, also it's not appropriate. appropriate. I mean, that was one of the things right. when I went through my divorce and my separation that I immediately committed to was, and I think you kind of counseled me on that as well. Like, no matter what, like, you got to keep that stuff to yourself. You don't talk bad about her mom to her. You don't, like, don't let that stuff influence her relationship with her mom or, you know, like those sorts of things. Ultimately you just do you focus on you and be as positive as you can be or neutral at the very best, right. Or very least um, when it comes to the other parent. And I think ultimately like that's not, I have found that's not that that hard of a thing to do. There are times where you'd love to just be like, yeah, well, um, but then further down the road, right, you have that, that hindsight and say, oh, thank God. Thank God that I didn't let my frustrations or my anger or whatever it was in that moment cloud my judgment and say something that would then make my child look differently on their parent. Because ultimately, the thing that I think a lot of people forget when they're in that situation is that child is 50% you and they're 50% the other parent. And if you were sitting there bad-mouthing the other parent, what that ultimately says to that child is at least part of me comes from that. And you could do serious psychological damage to your children with that type of behavior if you're not careful. I mean, not even if you're not careful, but just by doing that. I... Um, so... The reason I have that belief is my my mom and my biological dad were divorced. I didn't really know why. Um, and mom, if you ever hear this, I'm not saying this maliciously. I'm saying it to you know just full transparency. Um, she let she didn't know how to explain why, and she let me read the divorce papers. Probably not <laughs> the best thing to do. What you um, file in court? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so there are things I, I didn't know and that I probably, I didn't need to know. And, uh, it, it made me basically, uh, it made me want to, def, you know, define who I was as a person independently of, I mean, because you're right, you, you understand you're 50, like that's your dad and that's your mom. And, um, I never changed my last name to my stepdad's name because I, I was hell bent on, on cleaning up the reputation of my last name. And that sounds like a, a harrowing task for a kid. Yeah. Um, and I didn't want to, you know, I don't blame my mom as an adult, but, and I don't, I don't think I blamed her as a kid, but I also, um, I didn't know how to respond to it. But I, I was hell-bent on making sure that I was not him. Um, and, and I won't go into the details because I love my mom. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, you know, th- that kind of shaped my view on that. It's not for the, it's not for the parents to, uh, and, and to, to my mom's credit, and I later realized as an adult, because the next time I saw my biological dad was like 18 or 19 or 18. And I came to the same conclusion that she was probably trying to convey to me 
when I was a kid. Um, so it was like, oh, he is a, you know, he, he is, you know, a piece of shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, so that's why it's important to, to realize you cannot, you, you can't predict. <clears throat> and, and it's also not to say that both like the parent that the child lives with is right. Right. Um, it just means that that's how the cards played out at that particular part. Yeah. And you want the child to to come to some to have respect for their parents, regardless. And I and I I'm I'm appalled at, and it's not my responsibility, but I just think it's well. What is my responsibility is to say it's wrong? Sure. And regardless of whatever happened with him and his ex-wife, that has nothing to do with his kids. What he's doing now as I have done with my kids who are all adults now, I've had to answer for things that happened in the past. And I want to be able to have a, a clear conscience and be able to answer truthfully about X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And I, I think he's robbing his children of, uh, of, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what he's robbing them of, but he's robbing them of, uh, I guess a piece of their childhood. Um, and, and I think that's that's pretty bad. And I don't know if he has people in his corner to walk him out of that. But, you know, I would say sure. based on his personality, uh, based on what we have seen, that anybody that is in his corner is incapable of telling him anything that he doesn't want to hear. That's fair. right. I think I think that's that is a fair statement to me. I think Kanye is going to do what Kanye wants to do. I think it, to your point, like that man believes his own press and then some, I think he reads oh, like the nice. best things about himself and says that they're not giving him enough credit. Um, and it's, it's, it's influenced it of the his ability to, I think, see things clearly and to kind of move forward from this. You know, like how, how does he identify himself outside of that relationship? You know, how does he identify himself other than wanting to be a parent? And does he even really want to be a parent or is this all just in his mind about winning the divorce, the separation, you know, all of that stuff. And I think like that's where it starts to get really dangerous because in the long run, no matter who you, no when you look back on it, it doesn't matter if you feel like you came out on top or the other person did. The kids lose in that situation. Right. When the goal is to is to try and win. You know, ultimately when that happens, when when you go through a separation and divorce and you have kids that are involved, I think the most important thing is what you can do for them. I mean, they're going to deal with stuff regardless of how positive the relationship might be because they're children of divorce. And so adding on top of that, any of those other stressors is is selfish and stupid. And there, there's a lot of words and I, I don't, and far be it for me to, to try to assume what's behind the curtain of their marriage. Because yeah. like, as I told you, I don't know both sides. I love you. You're my brother, but I'm not going to pretend like, yeah. Maybe you didn't screw up some stuff. And I, you know? I mean, so, look, I'll, I will sit here right now and say yeah. I did. You know, like I made yeah. mistakes. Um, I, you know, 
Obviously, we all do from time to time. Even Kanye. Yes, Kanye, you've made mistakes. Um, and and Kanye, I don't know if you'll ever hear this, but I don't know if anybody that you that, that's around you will ever say this, but like, it's about your kids, and you know, to he he made a comment a couple of weeks ago about uh, you know, again, I'm gonna give hats off to Charlemagne the God when he's up. He's, you know, looking for white validation when he's getting feel like he's getting raked against the coals. He wants black people to support him. Well, I'll support you like at a certain extent of, like, yeah, it's dope that you're doing well. But just like I would when it, when things are going bad, I would support you. But what I have to call bullshit on is the character check of, but you're saying if you never made a public statement about how you how you envision your kids' lives, I would probably still have the same feelings, but I probably wouldn't be so adamant about saying you're full of shit. Uh, and he's made several public statements about you know how his ex-wife is you know exposing his children to this and that and this and that. My dude, what do you expose them to? He's made several comments about, you know, since the, you know, apparently Ray J's got receipts on how the the, the sex tape came out and he's trying to like, you know, crap on his ex-wife. I'm like, my dude, but like, really think about what you're doing to her. You're saying you're trying to talk about her ethnicity. Well, your kids are part hers and you know, yeah, you're black, but she's also Armenian and white. Yeah. So you got to be careful about how and what you say. And then to come up with some bullshit of white lives matter, that's that's just an extra layer of complexity with this chicken head Candace Owens. Yeah, and obviously, I mean, Candace Owens, anytime that she's involved, I think you just kind of throw the baby out with the bathwater. Um, <laughs> and I try to say off that chick and not say anything about her. But. Well, and that's, I mean, when, when we, when you mentioned that we were going to talk about this, I started looking just to see if there was anything else kind of going on around this. Cause I hadn't seen that she was involved in it at that point. Right. And I was like Google searching and I think I ended up on YouTube at one point. And so I did a search there and it had her channel on YouTube. And I'm like, I'm not clicking that. I, I'm not giving her even one view. Like that's <laughs> no, no, which is what that's all about for her. Right. right. It's all about, Oh, it's look. a big grift. Yeah. Um, which again, like how, how involved, how, how committed is Kanye to that? Right. Or is this just her seeing an opportunity to take advantage of, of him. And this is not to like excuse him, but the dude's obviously not making he's the not best credible. decisions right now. He's not. He's not credible. <laughs> well, he's not credible, I mean, but but it attaching Kanye to this does add another layer to it, right? I mean, as part of the whole MAGA crew, where he's rocking the red hat and hanging out with with you know who in the white house, like that's what, that's why she reached out to him for this, I think, you know, or, or why 
this ultimately kind of came about. Do you really believe that Candace Owens and so if we're to take the original pushback on some of the original pushback on Black Lives Matter, that the messaging is not to black, just that black lives do matter, but that black lives matter more. Right. And we apply that to white lives matter. Are we to believe that Candace Owens and Kanye West believe that white lives matter more than other lives? Because I don't um, think that that's true. I don't think that they believe that. But here's here's what I think. I I I am willing to die in this hill. Black Lives Matter as an organization, I don't really fuck with. Right. The message, I do. I, I agree with the message. I do not believe. I don't have a lot of confidence in the organization. Yeah. Um, and well, and again, right? Like, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with the message. I'm just saying. No, that- I'm pushing back on because, like, I want to be. I want to be clear. Okay. Because, like, as, as a black man in America, I want to be very clear that, yo, the organization, not a, I'm not a big fan. I don't fuck with it like that. The message I agree with. The execution I would still say is lacking and is found wanting. To have to. Uh, a, a mama. Sorry, gotta bleep that out. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, I kind of figured that was gonna be. Uh, <laughs> this is gonna be a bleep heavy episode, just based on. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, okay. To have. To have a, a known. Like, race or self hate. Actually, I want to be. Actually, I don't know if that's fair. To have somebody that is, anti black, Candace Owens. And, and just recognizing that all of our experiences aren't the same. She's made good points. Her delivery, again, lacking and not relevant. Um, with Kanye, who may have made good points and has had a pass because of his celebrity, it's, it's still lacking. So white lives matter in their point of view. And, and in my opinion, I think is a grift for her. Mm-hmm. She gets credibility because Kanye's there. Yeah. Um, and I'm just going to shit all over Kanye's career. The only people that fuck with Kanye like that are really suburban white kids. Uh, so there you go. The only people like that wear Gap, suburban white kids. So there you go. Uh, only people that think Yeezys are dope and look nice, for the most part, majority, Suburban white kids, and those are probably going away because Adidas is apparently reevaluating. They're done with his bullshit. Yeah, yeah. their partnership so, there. So, so he's getting milked out, and he's sold himself out, and people are trying to play. They're tired of playing with him. Yeah. So, um, once all that goes away, does Candace Owens still fuck with Kanye? Probably to be not. fair, you know, like you say all of that, and I now I realize right. That makes perfect sense. Then why he's cozied up with the MAGA crew? Yeah, because it's suburban white folks, and so I mean, it's like, oh, cool. This is my people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, and I got, and yet got he no... still had beef with Pete Davidson. Man, but Pete Davidson's <laughs> from Staten Island. That's true. That's not suburban. <laughs> that's not su- suburban white people. So he's trying to get that that six digit. I mean, the, the six digit uh, like income bracket kids. Um, and I and I don't I don't. 
screw the politics of it though. All right. I think he ignores his, his children. Yeah. And I'm, I am polite enough and reasonable enough to say that I can disagree with Kanye and Candace Owens on politics. Yeah. Candace Owens, she's not important to me. No. Uh, as far as I know, she doesn't have children, so I don't really care about what she does. But for Mr. Kanye West, the guy that's talking about, like, you know, what he wants for his kids, he's chop, pardon me, he's chopping that down. Yeah. And I just can't respect it. And I don't think he's got anybody in his corner that's going to call him out on that. I mean, was there ever a point where we needed to care about Kanye from a political standpoint? Like, what, what his political leanings were? Um, like, is it, was there a, was there like the potential for Kanye to be something on the political? Oh, no, no, no. He's not, he's not equipped for that. Well, I'm not saying like to be a politician, but like just to exist in that arena. He's not equipped for that. Yeah. He's just like, he's literally, he's just not. So why, you know, because I felt like people got upset when he showed up with the red hat and was like on Trump's, you know, train and stuff like that. Not like the little tra- literal train. Cause I don't think Trump's ever ridden on the actual train. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, I just, I, I felt like there was this backlash. Oh my God, I can't believe Kanye is doing that. And I just looked at it and was like, well, of course he is. Like, I, I mean, <laughs> and, I, and ultimately who cares one way or the other? What, well, the what thing, Kanye I, believes politically, is that going to influence but, my voting preferences or like no, my, it's, right? it's not it may it may change my inter- entertainment preferences sure but i'll be honest fuck kanye i don't give a shit about that it's yeah. like fuck little wayne i mean like it, when it comes to that now i will say that if you're uh, i've never voted for a republican because of social issues never not okay. once i have voted for republicans because of like fiscal financial issues, issues. Yeah. Yep, fiscal um but I'll tell you that for the most part, Republicans have done a shitty job of even convincing me that they care about my fiscal and my financial like well-being. Well, they certainly, or the com- the country's fiscal and financial well-being. No, I mean, that, that, well, sure, but right? typically it's a local decision. It's a personal decision, right? It is. I'm it, just saying that, like, typically, the Republicans, the GOP, were looked at as the the fiscally conservative party. Right. And I think we've seen time and time again that they will claim to be that and then immediately turn around and give tax breaks to certain groups and spend money wherever it is that they want to. It's just when it comes to social programs for these people or, you know, help for other people over here or whatever it may be, that's when it's, well, we don't have the money for that. You know? Well, you know, you know, what's like, what's funny. And we, we didn't talk about this. Uh, I, the new prime minister of the UK trust, I forget her, her first name. She actually is on the, on the hot seat because she passed or wants to pass a uh, tax cut for the wealthy in the UK. But they dropped that. I think they were going to do it. Right. And then they dropped it. Yeah. So this whole like hyper, quote unquote conservative movement to and the theory and the logic is that if you give a tax cut at the top it's going to yeah it's going to trickle down you motherfuckers haven't quite gotten it since Reaganomics I mean like it doesn't work that way right it, it it's only worked that way on a 
couple with a couple of blips in history. And at a very small scale in terms of how much actually ends up flowing downhill. Rich people don't get rich by spending a ridiculous amount of money. Like that's what I think a lot of people kind of misunderstand about that. Allowing rich people to keep more of their money doesn't mean they're going to spend more of it. It means they're going to stash more of it away. And you're you're giving a a tax cut to a a small percentage of, of wealthier citizens well, the ones that have a lot of the small businesses where most people work at don't really benefit from that tax cut. Yeah. So if anything, it, like like look into the playbook. If you want to garner that, that vote, pass by the, the Jeff Bezos, pass by the Elon Musk, pass by Warren Buffett, pass by Tim Cook, and go to the people that own a small business that does like, you know, what, whatever – you know, $3 million, $5 million a year in gross sales or whatever, whatever revenue that is. Yeah. And yeah, you've got like a, you, now you actually have a quote unquote platform. So when a Kanye West, who is worth a billion and some change, um, is like on the teat of the GOP and it, it's just, it's ridiculous. He, he no longer speaks to the people that buy his music, even the the, the white suburban kids. Right. Um, it, it's just a mess. It, it's just like, no. I, and I, and I, I just, it, it frustrates me. It frustrates me as a father, not as a, as a voting citizen. It's just like as a dad. Like, how can you look your kids in the eye and say that the last three years have been golden for you? Yeah. I don't, I don't know, man. Um, you know, like I am, I am somebody that only occasionally gets into like the page six type of tabloid stuff, you know, right. and I try really hard when I catch myself, like I'll catch myself kind of like, Ooh, you know, and I'm like, stop it. Like, who cares? This, this is so non consequential. That's not you know word. what's what's inconsequential. Yeah, it's, yeah. I was, like, <laughs> I, was gonna, I was trying to glaze over that. Um, sorry, but I'm glad you caught it. Um, yeah. So, uh, listening to the rumor report on the Breakfast Club, there's like four or five celebrity couples, and then you have Jason Momoa and Lisa Bonet that made an announcement a little a while ago about them getting a divorce. And there's two things that I just want to say. Number one, we shouldn't care. Right. If anything, we should give them grace. And a vast majority of the, of the couples, they have kids. And I don't wish divorce on anybody. And if we're going to sit there and say, you no, know, politics goes into their personal life and we should be able to, and we're going to, you know, or... Uh, our concern is fans should go into their personal life. That's that's not our place. It's doing what it's nobody's place to, like, um, to do that. It's, it's just wrong. Um, Tom Brady. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, just gonna it, say, it, it it's like my heart. Even even Marjorie Taylor Greene. And I know that's a it's a stretch for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, but, but we talked I, about it at the end of last week's episode where it's like, why, you know, this divorce is a terrible, terrible thing to go through as an individual, right? right? And then, like you said, 
almost all of these examples, they have kids who are going to have to deal with this as well. And do they really need when they, as they get older or if they're already old enough to be, you know, like exposed exposed to this stuff that they need to be reading people's personal takes on their parents' divorce or the rumors about why it is that they're getting divorced. Like I can't imagine being in that position as I went through my separation and divorce, you know, of having people like prying into what was going on and I didn't want to talk about it at all. Right. Let alone having it published all over the internet. Yeah. So, I mean, Kanye, like this is sincere. Like, I hope you figure it out, dude. Like, um, yeah, that I, I feel bad for you and you're making, I, I, there's like, I pity you, dude. Like, I know that you probably don't care, but I really feel sorry for you. Like, I, I really do. I feel sorry for all the people that are, you know, that go through this. I'm grateful that my wife and I are doing okay. Um, I'm grateful your family's doing okay. I'm grateful that most of my friends are doing okay. Um, but your, 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 your family should be important to you and you need to figure that out. So I don't want to, I don't want to share on the guy too much, but I will say that, yeah, I'm not co-signing that. Like, and there's not enough people, um, that aren't making excuses for Kanye West. I don't give a shit how dope you think he is, but he's on some bullshit. Um, and it's not speaking of someone who's on their bullshit. Oh man. (laughs) Yo, Herschel Walker. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this dude has honestly been a train wreck from day one. The fact that the polls have shown it to be as close as it supposedly is in Georgia for the Senate race. Can I just say one thing so I get this off my chest? Yeah, I would love whatever you got to say. Go for it. Stop worrying about polls. Polls, Oh, I mean, I'm not worried about it. I'm I'm just saying in general. So if you're listening to us, the polls like are not effective. I, I saw an interesting take. The only reason that, that you get, even get poll numbers is because they're calling people. Yeah. On a landline. <laughs> so what does that had, tell you? <laughs> I got a phone call the other day and it's this guy who, I don't know. Like, there's this really weird echo on the line. So I can only right. understand like a bit of what he said. And he was like, what what do you feel is affecting your family the most right now? Um, high inflation at the grocery store, increased gas prices, the supply chain issues. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Like, didn't even preface it with, hey, would you like to answer some questions? Or I'm calling on behalf of so-and-so. It was just straight in with these questions. And I was like... I don't want to participate in whatever this is that you're calling about. But fundamentally, all of those questions are the same thing. Well, they are, yes. And (laughs) the way that it's framed is obviously leading. It is a leading question. It's worse or as bad, at least, as the stupid Trump 
surveys that I saw, you know, where like, oh, take this media. How biased do you think the media is? <laughs> Extremely biased, totally biased, or one thousand percent biased? Like, okay, what is so my option for like, and that was like, I wanted to be like, what if my answer is none of the above? Like, <laughs> so pollsters, uh, we at the Chris and Andre show used to work at a media company. We did surveys every year. Those surveys took at a minimum sixty days to like create just the questions themselves. And one of the main objectives while creating the surveys was to make them non-biased, to make sure they're not leading questions. Because if they are, your survey's useless. Yes. Even one question on the survey that ultimately shows bias can influence the way that people answer all the rest of the questions. It's survey and poll like creation is an incredibly difficult thing to do and i agree with you is not something that we should be sitting here like you know worrying about with another month and change to go people have decided they've decided yeah. that's fine that's okay um you know what's really changing my opinion is all these gigantic political mailers I keep receiving. Oh, you know what's changing my opinion, opinion is all the, uh, the the ad spend they have for these elections. If I get one more, and I'm not a Republican or a Democrat, stop begging me for money. Like, everything is... I'm not even getting begged for money. I'm just tired of receiving... Like, one day I receive something for the Democrats, uh, Democrats uh, representative or the the candidate that's running for Senate here talking about how Michael Lee is going to be doing something terrible. And then I get another one from Michael Lee saying how Marsha Morgan is the devil. Um, <laughs> like it's just every day it's like back and forth. It's like, they know that they've sent something out. And so they're counteracting it with something else. And I'm just like, guys, I don't care. Like none of this is ultimately going to influence my voting decision if somebody if you are somebody out there who receives a political mailer from the candidate like about the opponent and that changes your opinion please don't vote please leave a comment send us an email comments at chris and show.com i want to know who you are <laughs> Because I can't imagine that these things are that effective, and yet they obviously spend an insane amount of money on this. Yeah. But speaking of insane, yeah, play that wonderful footage. I stayed silent when it came out that my father, Herschel Walker, had all these random kids across the country, none of whom he raised. And you know my favorite issue to talk about is father absence. Surprise, because it affected me. That's why I talk about it all the time, because it affected me. Family values, people. He has four kids, four different women, wasn't in the house raising one of them. He was out having sex with other women. Do you care about family values? Pause. He said exactly what I've been ranting about for months with Kanye. Like, you're he's 23 years old. Um, and I think that that's why I didn't comment <laughs> on Twitter. Somebody else, Chris did. I, I I stayed out of it. Yeah, it wasn't me. So there, there's. No, I, was, I creeped back onto Twitter for a moment. I, I feel bad. For, for I feel bad for him. Like, 
his trajectory. Well, and to be fair, the only thing I said on Twitter was that because somebody was making the point like, oh, well, Fox is going to, you know, bend over backwards to excuse the reported abortion that Herschel Walker paid for back in 2009. And somebody said, well, yeah, you know, like he's learned his lesson. He's on a new path. My point was that's perfectly fine for him to say if you own it. If you say, look, I made a mistake, right? Or I, I did something back then that I look back on now and I wish that I could change it. And that's why I think it's so important that we move forward with this. But that's not where he's at, right? That's fair. That's not the tack that he's taken with any of this stuff, and, I feel. And I, again, like, Christian is not, like, BS. And you can just see it that he's not. Like, when I saw the news break and I checked Twitter out, I literally thought his first tweet was a hack. I was like, somebody hacked this kid's account. And then not even a few minutes later, the video shows up. I'm like, yep, that's not a hack. <laughs> it's And that's definitely not a deep fake. So yeah. um, keep it keep it rolling. I was silent. Lie after lie after lie. The abortion card drops yesterday. It's literally his handwriting in the card. They say they have receipts, whatever. He gets on Twitter. He lies about it. Okay, I'm done. Done. Everything has been a lie. And so for the right to say I'm being suspicious for saying, hey, I'm, I'm done with the lies, when you all have been calling me saying, is this true about your dad? Gosh, we're not going to win Georgia, this candidate. That's been you. You have no idea what I've been through in my life. You have no idea what me and my mom have survived. We could have ended this on day one. We haven't. I haven't told any stories. I'm just saying, don't lie. Don't lie on my mom. Don't lie on me. Don't lie on the lives you've destroyed and act like you're some moral family man. Y'all should care about that, conservatives. And then for people on the left to act as though I'm responsible for all of the things that he has done. I've talked about father episodes. I've talked all these because they've been close to me, because they matter to me, because I went through it. That's why I've talked about it. So when you say, well, talk about your dad, I am. I'm saying this behavior is atrocious. Don't come for me. You don't have to like my policy. You don't have to like me. You don't have to. I'm just saying I'm done with the lies. We were told at the beginning of this, he was going to get ahead of his past, hold himself accountable, all of these different things. And that would have been fine. Go ahead. He didn't do any of that. Everything's been a lie. Everything's been downplayed. Everything's been cutting corners. The whole thing. And who, who is, whose expense is that at? Me, my mom, as we're chased down by the media, uh, we're, we're terrorized, all these different things. Uh, uh, people are questioning my authenticity. I'm done. Don't lie. Don't put this on me. You, this is a candidate issue, not a me issue. I wouldn't have spoken out if there weren't all these lies every day. What really threw me off about this first about this video was that he he wasn't really talking about actually the effects on him and his mom right yeah. so whether they're collateral damage or not he's given his dad the benefit of the doubt the campaigns lied to him the party lied to him uh he he makes the point about family values he makes the point that he believes that his dad's going to you know, do something honorable, but he keeps going back to me and my mom. So imagine you're, you know, you're going through, you're divorced and it can, it doesn't have to be the abortion thing. Yeah. Your kids are taking mental notes. He literally says this affected me just like I can remember. And I'm 46. 
I can remember how my parents divorced. I'm talking about my mom and my, my dad, my stepdad who raised me, how that affected me. Um, I'm 46 years old. They've been divorced for well over 30 years. Those things don't go away. Um, and, and, and that's my point. It's about trying to be a good father. And I think he was trying to give his dad some grace there. Sure. And I, and I think that makes sense. You know, like you don't want to come out day one and say, don't listen to anything that my dad has to say. Don't, you know, this is a, this is a sham from the beginning. Like you, he gave him the opportunity because he was basically told this is how this is all going to be played out. And then time after time, after time, after time, as news has broken and stories have come out, the campaign has played it different. He's got kids by other people that, like he didn't even know about, right? I My youngest brother is 14 years younger than I am. I didn't know about him because of decisions my my, my mom made, obviously, um, because I didn't see my biological dad again until I was 18. So there was like a 13, 14-year difference, ironically. Uh, so, um, And now we have... We're, we're, we're trying to have, well, we have a good relationship, but it took time, right? Yeah. Um, you want to know your siblings so I can empathize there. So like, and we're just talking about the abortion thing, right? We're not even talking yeah. about the fact that dude put a gun to his mom's head. Like multiple women. Multiple. Yeah. Not, I mean, yes. Christian's mom, obviously being the more, relevant to this specific conversation. But yeah, that's not, that wasn't even just like a one-off kind of thing. I mean, I, I should take that back. I don't know that he put a gun to multiple women's heads, but he did threaten to kill multiple right. women, essentially. So as a dad and as a kid or a son, I can empathize with him on multiple levels. And he's right. I don't have to like his politics because I don't yeah. agree with... Because I don't. <laughs> <laughs> But that's okay. And that's you can believe whatever you want. Right. It's politics are like the here, here's a simple definition of politics. How to accomplish something. Right? It's not what we want to accomplish. If you take any GOP talking point, whether it be immigration, um what what I whatever crap they're talking, the economy, they don't have well, they don't have any policies, so the politics are how are pretty much, in my opinion, how to accomplish something, not the. It's not technically the mechanics that are that are going to get you there, right? Um, the policies, yeah, we can agree on pol. I can agree that maybe yeah, immigration's a problem. My politics may say, what's the right path to citizenship? How do we rework uh, immigration policies to where? It's not so a, a quote unquote crisis every for every president for the last 16 to 20 years. Uh, so, yeah, I may not agree with your politics. I may agree on some of the policies. So it's they're not all encompassing. Right. So. So, yeah, Christian, I may not agree with your politics, but I understand what you're saying. 
what he's saying is it's pretty, it is straightforward. It, it's one of those things where it's like, huh? Yeah. You had one job as a dad. You had one job. Yeah. And I think, look, being honest with your kids can be challenging at times. It can feel challenging. Right. I should say there may be times where you think it's easier to lie or to sugarcoat the truth. And I have tried very hard to avoid those opportunities or to, to take those opportunities head on and just be honest, you know, as honest as I can with a girl who with a child at the age that they're at. Right. That doesn't mean that I'm just like truth bomb, walk out of the room. (laughs) Um, Kids are smart enough that as they grow older, they, like you said, right? You remember the stuff that happens even at a very young age. And especially when you start to find out that some of the things that you were told or some of the things that you believed turned out to not be true. Right. That's going to leave a lasting impression. And that can be a really difficult thing as a parent, I think, to come back from. I, I, uh, you teach your kids when to lie or how to lie the first time. If you, if you're a parent, you can probably relate to this. Hey, mom, dad, I want to go to the park. Well, I'm really busy. You're not. Hey, mom, dad, we won't do it now, but we'll do it later. Hey, mom, dad, I want to go to the park. Yeah, we'll do it tomorrow. Tomorrow comes and it's another excuse. We mask as a parent our lies in the word of excuses. So I think excuse is just a longer, prettier, fancier way to call it a lie. Just say no. I'm really tired. <laughs> and I don't want to I don't do want that. to do that right now. And, but don't, te- I mean, you teach your kids to lie and we call a lie and we're comfortable with it in society. We call it an excuse. Um, it's just a lie with two extra letters. So it, it's, well, maybe it's, I'm sorry, how do you what? spell it? Excuse is five <laughs> words, right? Excuse is five letters. No, it's six. six. Okay. Then I'm sorry. With three X, <laughs> there's the beer for you. Yeah, I was like, it's a lie with two extra letters. I was like, there's no <laughs> L or I an excuse. How the hell is he been spelling this all this time? So a lie is just a, a, a three letter word longer than it. it's. That's all excuse. You know what I mean? So now I don't want now. Now I'm all yeah. counting my word, my letters in my head. But <laughs> and it's a fancier word, way to call a lie. So don't yeah. don't try not to make excuses for your kids. And again, like. I know people on the left and on the right are they're having their political debates, but we often forget about the human side of it. And and that's kind of, that's disappointing. Yeah. And look, Herschel Walker is not the first political candidate to decide to lie. Right. right? He's not the last. Um, this is, I just think that in his case, 
He's on blast. There's been a there's been a lot yeah, of he's them, on blast, right? And the I would really like to understand. Not that I, you know, it, it would be interesting, I guess, to have been a fly on the wall in the rooms when it was decided that this was the candidate that they wanted to back in Georgia. Like, I I get his popularity from his days of playing football, but this is this just brings me back to the fact that we've gotten to a point where political candidates seem to have gotten so much what's the word that I'm looking for here? I don't want to say like crappier. I mean, it's true, but I don't want to say it. Um, I feel like there's a, there's a better word for it that like the, the, the bar for running for office has been lowered so substantially at this point for what makes you a viable candidate, right? An electable candidate even. I, 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 because it, it all becomes about power. Right. It's not it's not about whether or not Herschel Walker is a good would be a good senator. Right. Or a good representative for the state of Georgia. It's that he's a red seat for the GOP, for the Republicans to try and win back the Senate. That's all that matters. Is it? It doesn't matter. I I mean, that's my take on it. But I think somebody else said it better than you. Oh, I was like. I mean, do I really, really, Andre? Really? And he's like, no, dumbass, play the fucking thing. So does this change anything? I mean, do you want my opinion? You're listening. Not a damn thing. How many times have I said four very important words? These four words. Winning is a virtue. What I'm about to say is in no means a contradiction or a compromise of a principle. Pause. I just stop it right yeah, there. Because that's bullshit. <laughs> like, if you have to preface what you're saying, come on. Winning is a virtue. Is she the daughter of Al Davis that we never knew about? <laughs> To him, losing was unknown. Imperfection? Unacceptable. Just win. The only words he lived by. And I feel like that's an insult to Al Davis. Because even Al Davis... No, you can't do that. That's like saying, no offense, but... Okay. What the fuck? Like... That's all that matters. That's what I'm talking about, right? Is that at the end of the day, they don't care about anything except winning because ultimately it's all the ends justify the means, right? Yeah, but I, I've said this before. Like, Republicans come to a battle with uh, a meat cleaver or and Democrats come with a butternut. Yeah. I, I mean, at some point. This is Al Franken resigning from yes. the Senate. For, you know, an inappropriate picture. Right. Not saying what he did was right. Not saying that he shouldn't have resigned. Right. Or that, that like, at the time that 
there were other people calling for it. But we juxtapose that with a candidate in Herschel Walker that has red flags everywhere. Yeah. Donald Trump. More red flags than an F1 freaking street Don, race. Donald like, Trump just, said, grab them by the pussies. Donald Trump. He said, I could stand on Fifth Avenue and shoot a man and I wouldn't lose any votes. Right. And I, he's right. Just saying, man, like, I'm not. Actually, I am. Democrats need to learn how to fight. Like literally, like I, I, I hate to say it, because if you're gonna if you're gonna go bare knuckles with me, I am not gonna stop until you're done. Like I, I'm. Well, you're certainly not gonna put on some boxing clothes, right? Right. It's just not gonna happen. You're gonna you're gonna beat my shit into a pulp. Um. Yeah, I just I that's she is telling you the rules of the playground. The GOP is telling Mitch McConnell has told Democrats how many times the rules of the playground. How many times? Yeah. And it's like you don't believe you don't believe he's like telling you what the fuck he's about to do. The fuck out of here. Should we play the rest? Let's of go. And please keep in mind that I am concerned about one thing and one thing only at this point. So I don't care if Herschel Walker paid to abort endangered baby eagles. I want control of the Senate. <laughs> okay. I had to pause there. Because to me, the implication there is that aborting endangered baby eagles is worse than aborting children. Look, man. And again, I like when when people Data Loge when people when people realize, when people realize <laughs> that the abortion argument was never about the rights of unborn children, they'll feel so much better. The right to life. Well, they. When you when you look at the opposing actions and you realize the GOP doesn't really care about that, you feel so much better. I don't you know. will. I don't know that I will, but you will. You'll realize that it is a it's as much as the Republicans t talk about Democrats and liberals virtual uh, virtue signaling. What the fuck do you think the goddamn abortion argument's been about? The virtue of protecting life. Please tell me that you understand that Roe versus Wade was not about abortion; it was about privacy laws had nothing to do with abortion. That's why Clarence Thomas got like a, a big old stiffy. He was like, we should go after same sex marriage next. Same sex marriage has nothing to do with obviously has nothing to do with same sex marriage. Sanctity of life. Well, <laughs> well that too. Um, that's a, it's a privacy law and it's a control law. It, it, it's those are the things that right. man, I should have gone to law school. Yeah. Yeah. Play that. Yeah. Play. But, but Democrats are the fascists just to, just to remind. Sure. Right. It, They're the ones that want to control you by making you wear masks during a pandemic. Yeah. Or offering to teach your children about the history of the United States that actually happened. 
and not whitewashing it. But we get pissed as fuck when we blackwash Little Mermaid. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. I mean, they have a point there, right? No, they don't. Just okay. Yeah, let's not do that. Cause... If the Daily Beast story is true, you're telling me Walker used his money to reportedly pay some skank for an abortion and Warnock wants to use all of our monies to pay a whole bunch of skanks for abortions. So everybody that has abortions are skanks, including what is now being reported as the mother of one of Herschel Walker's children. Mm-hmm. That skanky hoe. <laughs> and who uses skank anymore? Chicken head? Nobody. Literally it, nobody. This bitch is a cluck cluck. She's a chicken head to the fifth degree. And I... I mean, I recognize that this is pandering again, you know, like it's, it's. Is it pandering or is it like (sighs) she's putting her dick on the table? She's giving marching orders and saying, look, really don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wonder if she actually really cares, right? She told you what she cares about. This chick said she. No, I know, but I'm saying like, I mean, this is all. To me, so much of this is just political theater. Because right? she has to stroke the the yeah. the, the uh, evangelicals. Yeah. We gotta, we gotta protect unborn babies, you baby killers. Yeah. You don't fucking care about babies. Oh, also, the woman is a skank, right? Yeah, because not the dude she... that's smashing. Because she got pregnant by herself. Yeah. She <laughs> wanted the abortion by herself, right? <laughs> She paid. Oh wait, no, she didn't pay for it by herself. No, she didn't. He well, she did, but it. then she got reimbursed for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and she kept a, the receipts. Yeah, <laughs> she's she's a good Republican. <laughs> she can write it off. I don't. I don't know. She she doesn't want to claim it as income. I don't know uh, if there's anything else super interesting here. Let's see. And yes, when they're used predominantly over ninety nine percent of birth control, and it's my taxpayer dollars. You have invited me up in your business, and I will use whatever descript I would like to. Thank you. Oh, she's justifying calling. Oh. <laughs> I can't, man. I can't, well, but I don't. I mean, what, do you, what else are you going to say? Like, there's. I guess on the one hand, like, it's kind of nice or. I won't even say refreshing. It's nice that the masks have come off, you know, and that the GOP and their supporters are just laying it all out on the table. We don't care if our candidate's the one that's responsible partly for this, right? As long as we get what we want in the end, that's all that matters. And... Okay. I mean, that was the whole, like, candidacy behind Trump, right? Didn't matter that he was a sexual predator. Didn't matter that he was a philanderer, that he, you know, all of these things. That he was a lifelong Democrat until he decided to run for president. None of that mattered because ultimately he was a a means to an end. And And they got what they wanted. In a lot of ways, right? They got their super conservative SCOTUS. No, they didn't, dude. They got 
they're hedging their bets on a minority of voters that as soon as they get bored with politics, they don't exist. Sure. That's it. And they're hedging their bets that that will take longer than they actually think it's, than I think it's going to for those people to get bored. Right. As soon as they realize that, I mean, QAnon's a fad. The Republican Party's a fad. The, uh, in its current state. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got the establishment GOP. M- Mitch McConnell, for example, he let dude call his wife Coco Chow. I tell you what, if Trump ever says shit about my wife, I'm going to fuck him up. Like, straight up. If anybody ever on God's green earth says some shit sideways about my wife, I'm going to get in that ass. Like if I'm, someone ever said something sideways about your wife, I get on their ass. Like, yeah, it, it's just like, yo, you guys are like, you're, 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 you're cow to a, a piece of shit. Yeah, to a bully. He's not even a bully. Well, he is. You know, you know what? Like, piss, when it, no, no, no. Here, go ahead. No, go I'm ahead. gonna. I'm about to fucking for real. Even at January 6th, when these motherfuckers are like, let's have trial ball combat. These bitches had never been in a fight in their goddamn life. Like fucking these motherfuckers are like, yo, you go down there. I'm gonna meet you. I'm gonna meet you out there, B. Yeah. Where's Trump? That fat piece of shit was hiding, right? Uh, Donald Trump Jr. Fuck you, you coked out little fucking cracker piece of shit. I swear to God, if I ever met you, I'd beat your fucking ass. Because you act like you're a bad boy, I would fucking drag your ass down the goddamn street. You're so tough. He's so tough with Secret Service. He's so tough when he thinks he's got these little bitch-ass Proud Boys with his back or the Oath Keepers. Bunch of fucking pussies. Most of which are going to be in jail. Yep. <laughs> bring that shit Bring that shit somewhere where it matters. Yeah. Bring it where it matters. Call somebody's name, somebody's wife, some bullshit outside of her name where it matters. Somebody who's, who's not part of your party, by the yeah. way. Because they love to call each other's wives' names, right? Most, accuse, mo- yeah, most of their wives I mean, are busted as shit. Ted Cruz's well, wife mean, is kind of busted, but like. But I'm just saying, right? Like, I mean, Ted Cruz sat there. I mean, Lindsey Graham. I'm done. All I can say is, uh, count me out. Enough is enough. I'm done. Literally three days later, I'm at Mar-a-Lago. I'm sorry, Mr. Trump. Yep. I'm so sorry. Please let me back in. I promise right before the 2022 election, I'll put a bill up. I'll put some legislation up calling for a 15-week national abortion ban. I promise. Yeah, but I'll tell you what. You know what's, you know what's messed up about that? The MAGA part The MAGA part of the, of the Republican Party is the ballsy part. Yeah. They're the ballsy part. I mean, you got to keep them bitches in check. You do. The rest so, of them, the rest of them, not so much. Marco they Rubio. They could have all very easily walked away from that when, even when Trump got elected. Yep. They could have been like, nah, this motherfucker's crazy. We're not dealing with this. We're going to put our foot down. We're not. But every single one of them got in line to some degree. That's fair. And said, all right, let's see how far we can take this. When when the MAGA party gets bored, 
which they will, like the Tea Party yeah. got bored. The Tea Party is a piece of shit. Rand Paul is the only, he's the last man standing. And somebody needs to whip his fucking ass. Well, yeah. I, I mean, mean, and he's he's got... His neighbors know, he, don't like he, his he, ass. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, like, he jumped with both feet into the MAGA party as nope. soon as it came around. Uh, I, maybe not as soon as, but he's, yeah. he's more than happy to participate in the type of rhetoric and politics until people, the MAGA party. Until people meet him and his wife on the street in D.C. Yeah. Right? Well, no, that's a problem. Until you know? like his neighbor punches him in the mouth and he doesn't do shit, but trying to sue him. Um, so I, I'm, I'm t- this is not to paint a broad stroke and say all Republicans are pieces of shit because no, that's that would be wrong. I would say check your racism at the door because that's only going to get you so far, right? The Republican Party, as I've said before, is a dying party. Libertarians are a dying party. If you want to see the future of the GOP, you don't have to look at look at England. Seriously, no, you're fine. You just said libertarians, and then got me all. They're- I got. I just. I need like one minute. <laughs> Fucking libertarians. <laughs> it's not. Like, stop hiding behind this, well, if only party, right? Yeah. If only we could get big government completely out of our lives. I don't even want state governments telling me what to do. I want to be able to do whatever the fuck I want. What do you mean we got to pay taxes? The fuck would you get to work? I I give I. So this is where I'm wishy-washy. So, um... The federal tax wasn't a permanent thing. wasn't supposed to be a permanent thing. Right. That's fine. I So I, I'll give them but that. It's, but it is a bullshit excuse to hide behind. Yes. Okay. Li- being I, a libertarian. I'll give you that. I, right? Sure. The Tea Party is like libertarian 2.0, though. Yes, it is. It is. I mean, you're not wrong. I'm... I'm you get no argument here because if if both if if the libertarians and the Tea Party were really uh, about what they say they were, they would be okay with term limits. They would be okay with not having um, uh, dark money or packs that you can't expose who's contributing to. They yeah. would be okay with uh, raising the corporate tax. They would be okay with uh, reducing the federal income tax below. I think it's 225 or it's it's a six digit number, right? Yeah. They're not. They're they're not. So they can just go fuck and, off. And and even then, they may sit there and claim to be all day long, but ultimately it's because they know that it's never going to happen. Right. So the the MAGA party is the fruition of what would have been the Tea Party. Yes. It's it's it is a it is the evolution of what was the Tea Party at one point, right? It's like you went from you know you got this split off to create the Tea Party because they felt like the the GOP was too friendly with Democrats. We don't want you to, to ever agree to do anything that a Democrat might want to do. Right. Right? That ultimately just by by your association, you're guilty. And 
now it becomes, well, it's not just enough to not agree with them. You also have to be willing to troll the libs, right? Like, <laughs> you, you know, it's all about trolling and owning liberals. You, and here, here's what I, I would, I was, I was going to say this earlier. I think, and I, I believe that social media is probably part of the problem. Yes. Having that that megaphone to kind of like espouses bullshit is part of the problem. Because whatever her name was in the last video we watched. Dana Loesch. Dana Loesch. That bitch doesn't exist without social media. Right. I would have never heard of that shit without social media. Thanks, Mark Zuckerberg. No, fuck him too. Um, <laughs> and I haven't. Thanks, Jack Dorsey. Well, no, but fuck you, Elon. I haven't said that today, so uh, huh. I, I saved it for the pod. <laughs> so, but but I think that I mean, man, um, wow. You okay over there? I, I I I don't I don't know. I think it's I think it's sad. It's a sad state. So there there are times I I've never voted for a Republican because of social issues. I voted for them because of I, I firmly believe that if you stop robbing non whites of financial opportunity, that it helps non whites to get a step ahead in life, right? Uh, a step ahead of whites in life. I didn't say whites. I, like, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not on that shit. Uh, Black dollars matter. They do. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're an asshole. <laughs> you're just not realizing that. <laughs> I, I think the 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 irony is that. Um, It's like both parties do a disservice to non-whites in this country, right? Whether it be immigration, whether it be, and come at me if you want to leave me a comment. But I'm going to. I mean, no, but it's across the board, right? Like, it, I mean, on almost all the issues, they fall short, right? We've sat here and railed against Democrats and their inability to do jack fucking shit, given the opportunity, right? We've sat here and talked about Republicans and their refusal to actually have a platform to have policies that you could get behind. Jesus Christ. Any reason to vote for them that isn't just based in bullshit. Next week, we're talking about their bullshit because uh, uh, this was going to be the topic that I wanted to talk about was their uh, their commitment to America. That shit is fucking empty. It is so fucking empty. Yeah. It's so empty and pathetic and sad. Um, and, and I don't think either party gets it. The, the American people don't give a shit about your rhetoric. We don't give a shit about your fucking politics. What policies are you willing to put in place? And I don't think either party's got the balls to fucking say, this is our, th these are the policies that we want to try to work on. If they did, they would have them published as part of their platforms when they have candidates that are running. 
but time and time again, we elect candidates, and then they get to work on what policies they want to get in place. Yeah, right. Do your fucking homework before you get to the job interview. Come on, you got you guys are being dicks with that shit. And and I'm and I tell you what, when uh, early voting starts in in Raleigh, I think the twelfth. Yeah. Um, I'm not voting for a goddamn Republican at all, and it's not because I don't I wouldn't want to. It's because I think you guys suck. <laughs> it's just like so you don't want to. Well, it's not because I wouldn't want to. It's simply because I don't. Want to. <laughs> <laughs> but there was a time in my life where Republicans had policies that I believed in. Um, sure. And I would never vote a straight ticket. Now it's like, I fucking just don't like you. See, and that's another thing that I think maybe that's part of next week's episode as well. What if we abolished political parties? It can't happen. Why not? Um, what do we need the actual political parties for? Huh. Or is it inevitable that they will group themselves yes, together? That's, that's the problem. But if they don't have a name, right? If they're not able to say, I am this, and therefore that defines my policies, that defines my values, that defines my are beliefs. We, are we ready to... Um, rework our entire political system? Because with campaign finance, with... Uh, like, and that's a big umbrella. Yeah. Um, I understand it's not it's not something where you could write the legislation tomorrow. Right. Okay. Right. I, I it is a very pie in the sky sounding thing, but I think it is something we should absolutely try to work towards over the next ten to twenty years. God, I hope it doesn't take that long. But I just think that it, I mean, you, you said the, the thing that made me think of it is this voting straight ticket option. That should not be an option. It shouldn't be. You shouldn't, you shouldn't know which political party on the ballot your candidates are voting for. If you can't take the time to understand who it is that you're voting for. So here's a clip that we should put in here is, um, and write this down because it's funny. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Sarah Palin. <laughs> Talking about the results of the it's already funny. yeah with the ranked choice voting, uh, that shit was hilarious. It, it, it like maybe can, we can play it now if you can search it. When it comes down to second and third place votes, that's gonna uh, decide who's 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 gonna win. I mean, really, Alaskans want Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi. I mean, the argument is, I don't think as a country we are mature enough for ranked ch- choice voting. Um, Sarah Palin did lose. <laughs> Oi. Um, <laughs> that lo- I would love ranked choice voting to be at the federal level, personally. Huh. Okay. I think that would be great. Yeah, I... I- I don't hate it, but I think that there's it, it's a bigger puzzle to solve. Um, don't have a solution for it, but I would say that 
<laughs> what if we just eliminate voting altogether and I get to choose who all no, of that's... the representatives and Congress people and president are? How about that's a terrible idea? Forward? So the the issue I have is less than I think it's uh, <laughs> less than fifty percent of American citizens vote. Yeah. So, so that's the problem. Is it though? Um, do we really want the remaining percentage of Americans to vote? They've obviously signaled that they're not mature enough to handle the responsibility of voting. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think that's really the problem. No, I, but agree. I, I, I. So I think that there's a lot of things that, or there's a few things that we have. Not a lot, but a, a few things we need to fix to probably see if we can increase the amount of participants in the electoral process. Um, I think North Carolina is like 40% of eligible voters vote in elections yeah. and it drops on non presidential years. Um pres, pre, yeah, presidential years. Yeah. So there there's there's some some work to be had and it could literally be because people don't trust the system. I think that's part uh, of it. You know, I think there's a there's certainly been a lot of disillusionment, right, amongst people. I mean, I, I'm one of them. Like, I've been disillusioned by the whole political process, but I'm still going to participate in it because I'd rather participate in whatever version we have right now than to just throw my hands up and say, well, I'll leave it up to somebody else. I'll give you an even closer to home type of example. Uh, Uvalde, Texas. Maybe we can get a clip. So I don't know if our, our magical editor can find this clip. But um, there is a ex trooper that was hired as a uh, officer at the elementary school. As people are trying, uh, uh, as a reporter is trying to speak to the school, the uh, the district, I think the superintendent and asked them if they did like, so this, and this trooper was under investigation from Texas DPS and she resigned, but she got hired to the same school that had that atrocity happen. Ask me if I trust local government. Do you trust local government, Andre? No. Right. If that's if I live there, it it makes me question what their decision making process is. And and, and I, I know there's separate situations, but yeah, it, it it sows the seed. I agree. Uh and it underscores what I think becomes the somewhat blatant lack of qualifications for people that are getting elected to some of these positions. Fair. Right? Fair. The lack of leadership that we see amongst politicians at every level. That because leadership is not something that I think you know it's not leadership's not a quality that you're ultimately born with. It is absolutely something that you can learn to have. Where did Where'd you, where'd you learn that from? I just, I made that up right now. I, I, I taught myself that. No, you, you taught me that. I mean, I, you know, like, I, 
sorry. No, like, I was like, I the only reason I even I even said that I was like, oh, that sounds very familiar. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it's one of those like I can't help but sit here and think that. All right, the total, like, somewhat non-sequitur, right? I was sitting here listening to ESPN Radio earlier today, and they were talking about the Denver Broncos, right? And and then... I have to watch that game tonight. Yeah, I know. watching the game tonight? Uh, But they were talking about Nathaniel Hackett and his determination that he's going to continue to call the offensive plays. Despite all of the glaring issues that they've had. All right. I wasn't saying this just to make you upset because obviously this upsets me too. Uh, But that ultimately when, when you are a new, when you're new in a leadership role, right? Do you, were you put in that leadership role to do the thing that you were really good at before? Or is it because they figured since you were really good or they thought that they saw something positive in you at your previous role that you could then translate into your new role? Because this is the same thing. I fell into this trap early on when I got promoted to management, right? I thought I got promoted to management because I was a really good doer because they said I got shit done, right? And that we need somebody in this role that can get shit done. You need help. So we're going to put people underneath you. And if, if I had continued on the role at, or the path that I was on, I would have failed miserably because I never would have entrusted the people underneath me to do their jobs and instead would have tried to continue to do their jobs from my new job, right? Yes. And, in, um, and instead, somebody very smart <laughs> took the time to sit there and say, dumbass. You can't do everybody's job for them. You have to do your job, which is to lead the team and empower them and put them in the position to be successful. And that's where I think we're lacking to bring this all back. That's what we're lacking at the, at the political levels on a political front at all levels. We're lacking leadership of people who can entrust other people to do their jobs and to do them correctly. And so you see stuff like this in Uvalde where they think that the answer is to hire more police, right? Or to hire new police officers to replace the ones that they fired for failing to do their jobs, but they are not doing the, they're not taking the time to do that process correctly. So are you really making anything better or ultimately you're just, you're just setting yourself up for the same failures that you've already had, which in this case is, arguably one of the most tragic things that could possibly happen period. So I'm going to get, I, I, I guess I'm going to tie all this up with a, a, a nice pretty bow then and we can wrap this up. Um, That's why we pay the big bucks. <laughs> so uh, the first time I was offered a, a leadership role, I, I managed some construction stuff. I went to, back to McDonald's for a different career path. And the store I was working at, I lived in Winston-Salem. The store I was working at was in Greensboro. It was for the company. And they sold the store. They sold it to an operator. Uh, I remember the 
operator's name. I remember my ops manager's name. I'm not going to put anybody this, any of those names out there because I want to be respectful. My ops manager told the owner operator that was buying the stores in Greensboro, this guy can be the store manager. I had been back at McDonald's for probably eight months, right? And I was like, well, let me like go talk to this guy. And actually, now I just remember his name. So and now I'm really not going to say it. Let me go. <laughs> so let me, it, it actually it ties into two things. So let me go talk to him. So I met him in Burlington at another store that was part of the company. And I said, hey, I really appreciate you putting that good word in for me. But I've only been back for eight months and I don't know everything. And he actually, his words, and I'm paraphrasing, were, you're a smart guy. You're a good communicator. And the secret is you don't have to know how to do everybody's job. You just have to understand the mechanics of it and to be able to coach people to get you to the result you're looking for. That became part of my leadership philosophy, hence what I told you, uh, because it served me well. And that was well over 20 years ago, and it holds true. Those fundamentals haven't changed. Later on, this same person, uh, his wife worked for the company and they got divorced. And I, but I, I was able to learn to separate his personal life from his professional life. That may be, that may be a cornerstone to why I believe that because I think the two things aren't necessarily mutually exclusive. Um, so yes, our leadership in our public lives is lacking that. Um, I, I believe to, to bring it back to the Denver game. Yeah. Mr. Hackett, you don't have, you're good at what you do. You need to figure out a way to feel comfortable with trusting people to make mistakes and trusting people to help you to be successful. Our political life, the same thing, right? We don't, we don't qualify people in a role. We qualify them based on, on personality, like, uh, popularity, currently, which is not a good or and or a healthy thing. And by doing so, you lose trust and confidence in your leadership. Um, as a parent, same thing like that. This is where all those things tie back together. Some of the things I've learned through life have been through like a personal experience of all of the before, <laughs> you know, um, and I think that as a, as a, as a parent that if I was a parent with celebrity, I would always be cognizant of the, of the fact that things I do now in public will be a reflection on my children. And am I willing to pay that cost? Um, yeah. So, huh? Yeah. And I remembered all the names involved in those conversations and out of respect and admiration for some of those people, I will not put them out there, but I would just, uh, that's something I would think about. I would just like, yeah, um, it provided I didn't, I didn't carry those lessons. I would probably be just like everybody else saying kudos to whatever or whenever or however, you know, that's just not the right thing to do. Um, 
the anchor point for me emotionally with these instances is to be empathetic and sympathetic for the children at the same time for the parents. That's the higher, uh, I, I put higher value on my relationship with my kids. So I would say as a father, you know, is that what you want to do? And you've said Kanye West has said he loves his kids, his kids. Herschel Walker has said he loves his son and his, he's a family man. So that is what I'm, I'm, I'm ranking and grading their actions by. If those things, if that's true, what you said, your actions are contrary to that. And somebody should like check you on that. If you don't mind being a shitty father, have at it. <laughs> Seriously, if Kanye West would have, no, if, if I Kanye, mean, I, I understand what you're saying. I just, I don't know that you need to give them permission to be shitty fathers. <laughs> <laughs> Not that they're looking for, you know, your permission to your, do my so, approval. They don't need my approval. No, but think about but it. I, 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 no, I hear what you're saying. I yeah. If Herschel Walker didn't come back like 48 hours later or 24 hours later and say, I love my son no matter what, and he hasn't been repentant to that relationship, fuck him. Well put. Kanye West was like shitting all over what his ex-wife was doing and the example was setting on his kids and he does this shit and he continues to do dumb shit. Fuck him. Yeah, I'm good. With that, thank you for hanging out with us. Um, a lot of fun. The moral of my story is like, you know, it, it's it's a, it's more of a challenge to be who you say you want to be in public. Yeah, it's it really is. Like, if not, don't say it. Don't say you want to be a good dad. If you're, if that's not really important to you. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you want to check out more stuff that we have, go to the Chris and Andre show at chrisandandreshow.com. It's a link right at the bottom. You can send us, actually, let me pause. We are on the social medias, uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And I don't, are we on the TikToks? No. We're not on the TikToks because we will not be dancing. Fuck uh, TikTok. Yeah, actually, fuck TikTok. Uh, fuck Mark Zuckerberg and fuck. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just <laughs> He has nothing to do with uh, social media. Well, actually, no. He looks like he's going to try and buy Twitter after all because he realized that he's totally fucked. I, I already gave him his his. Yeah, I know, but there. I didn't get to say it yet. Oh, this okay. is my turn to say fuck Elon Musk. Okay. So, fuck yeah. Elon Musk. <laughs> We're on Twitter though. <laughs> Just look yeah, we are on Twitter at least until <laughs> Elon Musk buys it. Yeah, and then we'll, we'll probably get banned because we'll post this episode on there and be like, I don't like the way they talk about. Elon Musk. The 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 great god Elon Musk. Um yeah, we're just look for Chris and Andre. We're on YouTube, obviously, if you're watching this, and just search for Chris and Andre. Um uh, if you have comments, hit us up at comments at Chris and show.com. You can always send me some comments, some nice things and stuffs on actually let me back up. We do answer comments. We live in the comments. That's our Twitter. If you have something to say, we'll answer it. Uh, we're not afraid, not scared. Both on YouTube and on our website. Yeah. 
uh, love to, you know, get it's, it's having the conversation, not afraid of doing that. Uh, where was I at? If you have something to send to me, send me emails at Andre at Chris and Andre show.com and or Chris at Chris and Andre show.com. But just send me all your really delicious vegan recipes. I don't want to hear your bullshit. Because he's weird. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You can send me anything. I'll, I'll, I will definitely. I'm still waiting for that day that I get an email. <laughs> We're super glad you joined us. As always, I'm Andre. And I'm Chris. And we'll talk to you next time. Hey, guys. Thanks for watching this episode. In case you ignored my previous instructions, make sure to subscribe to the channel and hit that notification bell. Oh, and don't forget to tickle that little like button. And if you have something to say, you can drop it in the comment down below. We'll see you on the next one.